Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You know what? This is so unhinged, so cruel, so unhinged, so devoid of any humanity that I actually struggled for a while to work out exactly what to say. Now, I've studied throughout history examples of how campaigns of hatred have escalated against minorities, often to very, very dark places. And I've often wondered, how did, in these circumstances, people who regarded themselves as normal, respectable, non-sociopathic people become so swept up themselves into hatred? Into hatred which often has very, very dangerous consequences. Well, we are now living through such a moment, because that is the anti-trans moral panic. Now, some of those who have fueled the bile and hatred against one of the world's most marginalised minorities have often justified what can only be described as a total level of obsession, radicalisation beyond words often, based on so-called legitimate concerns. So here is a case study. Dylan Mulvaney, a trans influencer who probably has a claim on being in the top, I don't know, 0.00001% least harmful people on earth. Just spends the time posting pretty adorable, sweet, cheerful content on TikTok and Instagram, and in the process has amassed a huge following for mostly younger Americans who probably just like a bit of wholesome content because there's so much horrible, vicious, unpleasant content in the world in which we live. Just wholesome content from someone posting about living their authentic self. Now, when you're an influencer with millions of followers, you get the interest of a very particular industry. And that's the advertising industry. So Dylan Mulvaney on Instagram has 1.8 million followers. On TikTok, 10.8 million followers. So if you're a company interested in selling your wares to an audience, in the case of Dylan Mulvaney, of disproportionately younger Americans, many of whom are young women, this is a pretty good place to start. And amongst the brands who've approached her include Nike for sportswear and Bud Light, whose top dogs fear that they have a declining... Um, customer base of older Americans and want to appeal to another generation to ensure the long-term survival of their beer. It's a very simple model. They pay influencers to post a video of them with their product on their TikTok or Instagram on the basis that if you are choosing to follow, say, Dylan Mulvaney, then you quite like Dylan Mulvaney. And therefore, if you see Dylan Mulvaney associated with a particular product, you might be more likely to uh, part ways with your cash and therefore make these companies richer. Very, very straightforward. I know about this myself because I've been approached to do this and I have far fewer followers than Dylan Mulvaney. The only reason I don't do it is because I'm a left winger. I'm a socialist and doing advertising for big corporations, not really on brand, let's be honest. Now, what are the consequences of Dylan Mulvaney alongside countless other influencers who've done exactly the same being uh, approached Uh, by these companies. The gates of hell have truly been opened for Dylan Mulvaney. Boycott calls against all companies who paid Dylan to do influencer work, uh, with uh, the country singer Kid Rock 
filming himself shooting um, Bud Light, a, a, a case of the beer with a rifle, as he yelled, F Bud Light. Um, Bud Light sales have plummeted by 17%. Wall-to-wall coverage, vicious coverage in the right-wing media, and right-wing politicians lining up to denounce Dylan Mulvaney. What's the noble cause here? What are you fighting for? What just noble cause is possibly involved in launching a vicious campaign against someone for doing some paid influencer work on their own social media accounts for a beer company? We often hear about so-called legitimate concerns about women's spaces. Not irrelevant here. Bud Light being drunk by Dylan in her own home. Where's the threat to women's spaces? It's not even relevant, is it? What are the legitimate concerns? A trans woman drinking Bud Light in a video. Now, you see, it is impossible not to conclude that those who have targeted Dylan Mulvaney just do not wish trans people to exist in the public sphere or indeed to exist at all. It is the very existence of trans people that causes them offence. And they work backwards from that central point to look for reasons to argue against trans people and their rights. But that's what they're really opposed to, trans people existing at all. What else are they campaigning for if a trans person drinking beer on her own personal account drives under such rage and hate? Now, let's just hear from Dylan Mulvaney, who has went silent on social media as this campaign of hate targeted her and broke that silence this week. It's day 9,610 of being a human. And I'm going to try to leave gender out of this since that's how we found ourselves here. I've been offline for a few weeks and a lot has been said about me. Some of which is so far from my truth that I was like hearing my name and I didn't even know who they were talking about sometimes. It's a very disassociative feeling. And it was so loud that I didn't even feel part of the conversation. So I decided to take the back seat and just let them tucker themselves out. But then I remembered that nearly 13 million people at some point enjoyed me enough to hit the follow button on these apps. And I was like, wait, 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 I want to talk to those people. So hi, long time, no talk. How are you? Um, You might want to grab a beverage. This is going to be a longer one, but uh, I'm doing okay. And I'm trying this new thing where I don't pressure myself to share anything before I'm ready. And I'm actually sitting with my emotions, you know, not reacting, waiting to respond. And shockingly, I can't recommend it more. Like, therapy is paying off here, people. But I do have some thoughts to share with you. So I've been having crazy deja vu because I'm an adult, I'm 26, and throughout childhood, I was called too feminine and over the top. And here I am now being called all those same things, but this time it's from other adults. And if they're going to accuse me of anything, it should be that I'm a theater person and that I'm camp, but this is just my personality and it always has been. What I'm struggling with most is that I grew up in a conservative family and I'm extremely privileged because they still love me very much. And I grew up in the church And I still have my faith, which I am really trying to hold on to right now. But I've always tried to love everyone, you know, even the people that make it really, really hard. And 
I think it's okay to be frustrated with someone or confused, but what I'm struggling to understand is the need to dehumanize and to be cruel. I just, I don't think that's right. You know, dehumanization has never fixed anything in history, ever. I have to say, I think just how genuine and sweet and loving and caring a person Dylan is really shines through in that particular uh, video. And I think it's pretty incredible how well she's held up given what's been thrown at her. I think a lot of people would have been pretty broken by the experience, if I'm honest. Now, as part of their rationale for bullying and hounding Dylan, which is what we're talking about here, her victimisers have accused her of putting on an offensive performance of womanhood, a hammed-up caricature. You see, this is just Dylan's personality. This is who she is. US right-wingers have been circulating a pre-transition video of Dylan. That is before she transitioned to being a woman when she identified as a gay man. And she behaved in exactly the same way. Now, in her previous identity, she was read as a very camp man. Of a, you know, of a kind of camp gay man, if you like. A femme gay man that I'm more than familiar with. Having spent two decades as an out gay man in LGBTQ uh, spaces. And... Um, now, are camp men, for example, when this is because before she identified as a as a gay man who clearly presented in a very camp theatrical way, is that misogyny? Is that woman face, as people have been describing it? Actually, let's not go there, because, of course, what's currently happening is the anti-trans moral panic has broadened out to drag queens, disproportionately targeting cis gay men, that's gay men who aren't trans, who are performing as drag queens. So... Clearly, that is the direction of travel of all of this, that basically being gender non-conforming is the problem. Now, Dylan has two choices. Given she's not putting on a performance and is, in fact, just being herself, she either puts on an act where she doesn't act like her authentic, authentic true self or she doesn't exist in the public sphere. And we're back to what this was all about, because obviously it doesn't matter how she behaves. If she behaved, if she wasn't as camp, if you like, do you think that would they'd call off the docks? They'd be like, oh, no, we're fine. No, we're fine with her now, actually. No, a real problem was just um, uh, how kind of flamboyant she was. Now she's not flamboyant. We're not going to boycott Bud Light anymore. Well, of course, the issue is that she is a trans woman. That is the problem for those attacking her. It's not how she behaves. They're just looking for excuses. You see, this is the point, isn't it? It's the existence of trans people that's the problem. And they are looking for excuses to justify it. Now... What we've also heard is this argument that she's pretending to be trans. I don't know, should I even engage in this nonsense? Like, who are you kidding? Do you, you don't believe this. People are saying she's pretending to be trans to make money. Oh, who wouldn't? Of course, must have woken up one day and thought, oh, there's my golden ticket. That's the way to have, that's the way to make riches. Now, actually, Dylan has proved a success, but how on earth would she have known that being given the numerous trans people who exist in society, who have TikTok and Instagram accounts, they haven't been elevated to fame no they've just been hounded on social media which is what's obviously happening to dylan mulvaney the idea you would choose being trans on a whim in the societies in which we live goodness me what are people on planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, it is beyond disturbing to watch someone being bullied for their identity, previously as a child, as she noted, by children in the schoolyard, and now bullied by adults in society at large. Who is she hurting? In a world of so much pain and hurt and suffering and cruelty and injustice, this is your cause. This person is your target of all the people you could go after. And the targeting of Dylan Mulvaney does emphasise that those radicalised by the anti-trans hysteria, which is what we're talking about here, by the way, have been stripped of their very humanity and don't even realise it in pursuit of that noble goal that they have, making the lives of trans people hell. And they are like anti-vaxxers. They behave, and there's an overlap, actually, by the way, they behave in similar cultish, obsessive ways, but anti-vaxxers don't have respectability in the way that these people do, and therefore they're just pushing at an open door with very little to push them back. Now, what we're seeing develop is unapologetic transphobia. That is prejudice directed at people who are trans simply for being trans, and it's no point pretending otherwise. That is what we're talking about. Not legitimate concerns. Prejudice directed at trans people simply for being trans. Now, the rationale for this prejudice, when it is directed at trans people in the public domain, is that the existence of trans people in the public, in public, will encourage children to become trans, that trans women are offensively imitating women, and that they are would-be sexual predators who threaten children and women. So, basically, these three arguments now coalesced to make any person who is visibly trans a fair target, a legitimate target. That is clearly what is happening. Now, in part, is a replay of the myth of social contagion borrowed from homophobia, the idea that being gay is contagious. They can't, they can't reproduce, so they have to recruit, as the anti-gay campaigns of the 1970s put it. And, that, and gay men in particular were accused, of course, of being sexual predators who preyed on children, and that was the justification for homophobia in many cases. Now, we've seen an unholy alliance develop. In the US, it is dominated by the traditional hardcore right. But in the UK in particular, a, so -called, a brand of so-called radical feminism, nothing radical about it, clearly reactionary, uh, have been part, obviously, of this coalition. Now, anti-trans activists describing themselves as women's rights campaigners have worked with hard-right organisations like the, the Heritage Foundation, which is anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ rights. And they have organised rallies which have attracted neo-Nazis. And no, when I say neo-Nazis, some of you know, go, oh, you just call anyone you don't like a Nazi. Okay, we're talking about people who do zig heils and call themselves Nazis. Can we agree those are, in fact, Nazis? Good, let's move on. Now, the Mulvaney saga points to something else, which is we are told trans rights are a threat to women's rights, but we are now in the midst of tr learning a truly appalling lesson in real time. A lesson, I'm afraid to say, that is going to involve a lot of suffering and pain to come, which is that the rights of women and minorities rise together or they fall together. If Dylan Mulvaney, a trans TikTok star, drinking Bud Light and wearing Nike sportswear in her videos, represents such a threat to women's rights, why are the leading voices in the crusade against her so committed to repealing women's rights, including abortion, and emphasising supposed traditional women's roles of being a dutiful mother who raises children? Look what is happening in the United States. 
Anti-trans legislation is being passed in state after state, from bathroom bills, which prevent trans people from using the correct toilet, to banning gender-affirming care, including locking up parents if they attempt to support their trans children. We're seeing as well an anti-gay backlash, the Don't Say Gay Law of Florida, where they're now attempting to ban any discussion of sexual orientation or gender identity in schools. In Britain, we had this in the 1980s. It was called Section 28. We're at the same time seeing the repeal of abortion rights and reproductive rights for women across the United States. Do you see how it's connected? Because it's the same people pushing the same things. They are the anti-trans, anti-gay, anti-women coalition, obviously. And what you're seeing in the United States is the downfall of trans rights, the fall, the decline in gay rights, and the decline in women's rights, all happening in sync. And you can see the same phenomenon here. In Britain, a lawyer who took on a case against affirming care for young trans people previously took on cases against abortion rights and equalising the age of consent for men. But look elsewhere, look at Ireland. In Ireland, in the space of a few years, they introduced A, abortion rights, B, equal marriage, and C, trans rights, allowing people to uh, assert their own identity without going through a humiliating process. So what happened in, the, in Ireland is gay rights, women's rights, and trans rights all rose together at the same time. Spain, again, the coalition there, um, has introduced legislation supporting trans rights, same approach as Ireland, and they've also introduced legislation against male violence against girls and women, and, for example, supporting the rights of lesbians who are parents. Look at Germany. Again, they're doing the same law on trans rights, and they're also committing to extending the rights of women in general. You can see what is happening across the board. They rise and fall together. Look at Scotland where the government attempted to introduce trans rights and then got overturned by a right-wing conservative government. Do people think that the government of Rishi Sunak is motivated by feminism? Is that the power of feminism at work when the Westminster government overturned the right of the Scottish Parliament to introduce trans rights? Or was that a straightforward case of a right-wing government which opposes women's rights and in terms of extending women's rights and has slashed funding for women's refuges, for example, to support women who are who who need support, who have suffered male violence against girls and women. And what's happened in Scotland is that government, for example, are trying to introduce buffer zones to protect women who seek an abortion from being picketed and heckled and targeted by anti-abortion activists. Again, the rights of women and trans rights supported by the Scottish government because they come together as a package. Now, what has clearly happened is the rights have latched onto trans rights as a battering ram to take down women's rights and LGBTQ rights more broadly. That is the aim. You see, when you go for bodily autonomy for trans people, you can go more readily for bodily autonomy for women in terms of reproductive rights. And you can more easily go for all of those who are deemed to be gender non-conforming, including, of course, gay and bisexual people. Now, these people are not going to stop gay people from being gay, obviously. They're not going to stop trans people from being trans. They're not going to stop women from getting abortions. However much they scream, however much they stamp their feet, and however much they change the legal framework. But do you know what? That isn't the question. The question is, how much suffering and pain are they going to inflict in their hateful campaigns? And I'm afraid to say that the answer to that is a lot. Here in the UK, in one year alone, anti-trans hate crimes surged by 56%. Just this week, two trans women and a gay man were targeted in an arson attack in East London, which is being treated by the police as a transphobic 
hate hates crime. Actions, consequences. Now, during this never-ending and escalating anti-trans campaigns, the fact that I'm one of the only journalists employed by a newspaper who stands against it is quite literally nauseating. Where are the people speaking out? Look at what is happening. Now, I am beyond disturbed, beyond disturbed, that there are young LGBTQ people, particularly vulnerable younger trans people, watching what's happening to Dylan Mulvaney. Because as an anti-LGBTQ person, my life is full of LGBTQ people who have been damaged and damaged badly by this bigotry and hatred in our society because it causes shame and hurt, which can last a lifetime, leading to increased levels of depression and other forms of mental distress, as well as self-medication through alcohol and drugs, and all the evidence points in that direction. So I want to end by saying this, two things. Firstly, to say particularly to younger trans people who are watching this, and I don't even want to know what I do want to know, but I can't imagine the hurt and suffering that a lot of younger trans people, I know because I speak to younger trans people all the time. I read what they write on social media. I know trans people, of course, very well in my own life. I know the hurt that has been caused. So it is so important to say to trans people that you are loved and that there are those of us who will stand by you no matter how hard it gets, no matter how vicious it gets, no matter how loud and terrifying your obsessive haters may seem, and we will stand by you to the very bitter end. And I also should say to LGBTQ people and women, and we are overlapping categories because of course many LGBTQ people are women, that we will either rise together or we will fall together. Our enemies know this, it is the basis of their entire strategy. Unless we understand it too, we will come to understand it when it is far, far too late and we descend into the abyss together. Please like, subscribe and support us on patreon.com for slash ownjoes84. I'll see you in a bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.